welcome to Counterpoint Podcasts. This is Jeff, and I'm joined by Hanish. And today, the second-generation iPhone SE has launched, and we're here to discuss the importance and first impressions. Hello, Hanish. Hello, Jeff. How are you doing? Hey, doing great here. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on the iPhone SE launch today? Oh well, I think um, this is primarily targeted at people who who, who have been using uh, the old generation Apple devices since last two three years. Uh, so we can say, uh, you know, existing, let's say, the previous generation SE five, six, seven, eight uh, users who are now looking for upgrade, and uh, you know, who who also sort of have uh, some resistance towards upgrading to a big screen devices with uh, facial recognition or things like that. So I think the, these these users are look, looking at a budget option uh, with great performance and uh, new hardware specifications. And uh, that's where the value proposition jumps in. Uh, and with a brand value like uh, Apple, uh, they should do well in uh, you know all the markets where uh, Apple enjoys a strong market share. I agree. Uh, Apple already owns 700, 1,000, and above 1,000. Those price tiers, uh, they're very dominant. In North America, uh, the 6S and 7 has been gaining traction in the lower tiers and within prepaid. And I think that's one place where the SE will fit in well and continue to help Apple gain share in the lower price tiers. Uh, also, in North America for 10 years, we've been talking about uh, a comeback of the mid-tier. And now uh, we thought, okay, this might be the time 5G carriers wanting to get 5G into the mid-tier and lower tiers of, of the portfolio. Um, this could be the mid-tier killer of, again, um, keeping others from, from gaining share because the, the price is compelling. Uh, it's not 5G. However, maybe these consumers won't be as, as concerned uh, that, it's, that, it's, that it's not 5G. They're, they're more uh, happy just to be part of the, the Apple eco- ecosystem and, and have a high-quality Apple device. Um, what? One thing, uh, one thing, Jeff. Um, I mean, I've been curious because uh, the new device it, it actually comes with the latest uh, A13 Bionic chipset uh, from uh, from the Apple iPhone 11 series. But then, uh, if if you look at the Apple sales overall, uh, iPhone XR, which actually comes with A12 chipset, it still sells pretty well in a lot of channels uh, across North America and some other other markets as well. So, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, would consumers actually go for a smaller uh, display size? Uh, with the latest chipset, or would they go for, uh, you know, XR, which offers a bigger display size, but an older chipset? Yeah, that's a good question. I do think that there will be um, a a preference towards this new device. It's the new thing, the new colors, lots of marketing. Uh, This consumer is not someone that wants a 6.7-inch device, obviously, but it could be someone that already has a tablet, notebook, uh, devices that they'll use. So they won't be as concerned with the 4.7 inch. I think it will, they'll be more compelled by the lower price and just being part of the, the, the Apple ecosystem. Yep. 
I feel the same, uh, at least for a lot of um, other markets uh, that we have been tracking, like uh, places in Japan and, uh, you know, some of the other European, Eastern European markets. People have not been, uh, you know, very much uh, resistive to uh, the bigger, big, uh, the, the smaller screen sizes where, uh, where the 7 series or the 6 series uh, are still doing very well. So, yeah, I completely agree on your thoughts. Um, let's talk a little about sales expectations of the iPhone SE in 2020. Uh, there, there is some of these Android 5G devices uh, launching um, this month and next month. Uh, we just are past the Samsung Galaxy S20. Uh, what are your expectations of sales? Uh, we, we feel that uh, this device will particularly do well in uh, uh, the North American market, uh, Europe and Japanese market. Uh, although this price point, it has been, uh, you know, people have been thinking that, you know, oh, this is a budget range phone. Uh, this is for the Asian markets. But um, as I said, uh, you know, if you look at the device uh, sales trends, um, the older generation devices, which are at a similar price point or uh, slightly higher than this price point, uh, they have done well in majorly in North America, uh, Europe and Japan. So uh, in India or, you know, other other Asian markets, it may still be very challenging for Apple because uh, we have observed that people actually tend to go for uh, higher specification, bigger display size, or uh, you know the latest devices. Um, and in fact, uh, you know this uh, talking about the price point, you know, uh, I guess SE will be in the same price price range where it will be competing with the likes of uh, One Plus Seven and Eight. So uh, it becomes very difficult. It, it is expected to become very difficult for. Uh, you know, uh, Apple to gain some traction on that front. But definitely this shell, this should do uh, better than the previous generation iPhone SE. Yeah, it's interesting. It probably will be challenged in China where there is already significant mid-tier high specs from Apple, Vivo, Xiaomi, and others uh, already in the mid-tier but I know American and uh, Canadian operators are excited to have it because it is uh, a mid-tier device. Obviously, they, they wish it was uh, a 5G device. They're probably not as excited about putting millions of devices over the next three years uh, of a of high-volume iPhone that's LTE, but um, they'd rather take the than the net ad than let someone else get it. So I think it, I think uh, U.S. and Canadian carriers are um, have high expectations and think uh, the device will do very well. Yeah, yeah. And um, coming back again to the Asian markets, I also believe that uh, you know Apple needs to have a stronger retail foot, footprint uh, as compared to these uh, Chinese brands which have invested a lot in these distribution channels and they have. Uh, created such a huge uh, retail network across Asia, so very, very, uh, it's very difficult in a competitive environment. Uh, you know where there are so many devices uh, launching each and every month. Uh, it 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 may be challenging for Apple to gain some market share. True. Uh, what are your thoughts on COVID nineteen and its effect on sales for uh, the new launch? Well, I think. Um, since the launch come, comes at uh, amid this lockdown in US, I think uh, Apple will definitely lose out on some sales uh, during the initial weeks. Uh, but it all depends when the market opens up. Uh, 
and when it opens up i think it will be able to cash in on that vacuum that that has been created in the market a lot of these existing customers they might al- already be looking for an upgrade but then uh with restricted uh, mobility and everything uh you know they they might actually postpone their purchase so i believe when the market opens up uh, there'll be some sort of vacuum and um, apple will be in the right position to cash in on that interesting yes uh it is not an apple like launch which is usually a lot of hoopla lots of marketing it's the talk of tech and talk of uh, uh, media that day. And today is quite different. We're talking COVID and the economy and when the lockdowns will be ending and uh, very, very uh, different times. However, Apple has a strong online presence. Uh, and when the COVID-19, uh, whether it's a few weeks or a few months, uh, life turns back to normal, I'm sure Apple will really uh, accelerate their marketing. Uh, But in the meantime, they do have a great online sales channel and uh, pre-sales will will happen. So I still expect it to do fairly well out of the gate, but um, it's not a very Apple-like launch for sure. Yeah, and uh, maybe at the same time, I guess uh, there might be some sort of waterfall in effect uh, because uh, a lot of these people who are probably facing the uh, you know the heat due to uh, losing their jobs or not making enough money for this year, uh, they might actually go for uh, the lower price point, and then uh, that's where iPhone SE fits in. Uh, so earlier they may be a prospect buyer for a higher range phone, let's say 600 or 500. And then now they might, uh, you know, go with a cheaper option, which, uh, already offers them the latest hardware and then, uh, you know, great performance. One last question, Hanish, uh, holding periods longer, uh, the mature markets, uh, uh, premium kind of stalling Apple's taken upon itself to, uh, to help sales by offering uh, trade-ins and that. How, how do you think this will affect uh, second-generation SE sales? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, uh, looking at the figures that, uh, you know, the trade-in value that Apple is offering, I think it will be a great deal for all the existing iPhone 7, 6 users, uh, you know, to get the trade-in value and, uh, uh, you know, get an upgrade to, a, to to the latest hardware, as I said at a fraction of cost. So I think, uh, yeah, I mean, a great value proposition for all those buyers. And um, yeah, it should definitely help, uh, you know, further give a boost to the sales. I agree. Um, Apple will also have these uh, devices to put into the secondary market as a refurb, and the price points will be even lower uh, and maybe those devices can go into markets where they have virtually uh, um, no existence today, and that could yeah benefit the 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 Apple ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, and adding to that, I think this will all this should also uh, help Apple you know phase out the existing uh, you know previous generation devices. Uh, they sh- they shall at least make the process quicker, uh, so Apple will actually have a leaner SKU. And uh, you know, uh, uh, more streamlined supply chain uh, going forward. Great, thanks, Anish, and. 
Thanks, everyone, for listening. CounterPoint is present on multiple podcast services, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you for listening. <laughs>